If you want to take advantage of these, you'll have to treat your freelancing or influencing like a business. So you should be tracking all of your income and expenses all year long so that you can cut down on the amount of taxes you'll pay by putting those expenses on your tax return. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know in a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. It is just me again today. I promise Carson will be back here shortly. But today, it's just me bringing you this episode that is all for influencers, freelancers, contractors, or pretty much anyone who receives a 1099 NEC. So we pretty much all know what an influencer is, right? But what is a freelancer? Freelancing is a type of self-employment. So instead of being employed by one business or one company, freelancers work for different companies offering their services on a contract or project basis. Now, owning an accounting firm, we've seen a really large increase in 1099 contract labor at our firm in the past few years. I think this shift can really be attributed to many different things like younger generations craving more flexibility and freedom with their jobs and more people wanting to be self-employed. We also see many new jobs such as influencers and freelancers doing online jobs that didn't even exist in the past. Also, as an employer, it's a lot easier and actually less expensive to hire contractors too. So I think there's a lot of different reasons for this increase in freelancing and contracting and a decrease in W-2 jobs. The IRS data shows that there has been a significant increase in the total number of 1099s filed for contract labor in the last 15 years and counting. And that's exactly what we're seeing here at our accounting firm too. So today's episode is all about taxes for freelancers, contractors, and influencers. And all of the deductions that we're going to talk about on today's episode also apply to business owners. Why is that? Why are the taxes for influencers and freelancers the same as business owners? That's because the IRS treats the income from a 1099 NEC, which stands for non-employee compensation. So the income from a 1099 NEC is treated as self-employment income. And many people actually don't realize that. 
So let's say you get a 1099 from TikTok or Facebook or YouTube, etc. The income reported on that 1099 is going to be subject to self-employment taxes when you file your tax return. Now, what are self-employment taxes? The self-employment tax rate for 2022 and 2023 is 15.3%. Now, keep in mind that these self-employment taxes are in addition to your normal income taxes. That's a lot of taxes, 15.3 plus whatever tax bracket you fall into for your normal income taxes. That 15.3% number is not just like a random or magic number that they created. It's actually the sum of Social Security taxes and Medicare taxes. So the social security tax rate is 12.4% and the Medicare tax rate is 2.9%. And together that adds up to 15.3%. So that's where they get that self-employment tax number. Now, if you've ever had a W-2 job, you've always paid these taxes. You would see those taxes taken out of every check for social security and Medicare. But the big difference here is that when you're a W-2 employee, your employer actually pays half of those taxes and you pay the other half. So when you get a 1099 NEC, no one is taking Social Security and Medicare taxes out of there and no employer is paying half of it for you. So the IRS's solution to this problem is to charge self-employment taxes on 1099 NEC income. So basically, they don't want you to have your cake and eat it too. Just because you're not getting your income from a company, they want to make sure that they're still collecting all of the Social Security and Medicare taxes. So if you've been wondering why taxes are higher on the 1099 income on your tax return versus the W-2 income, that's the big difference. And this is very important information for all freelancers, influencers, contract workers, and anyone that has a 1099 NEC. So that's the bad news. But there is some good news too. And that's what this episode is all about. If you receive a 1099 from freelancing, contract work, influencing, etc., the IRS treats you as you are self-employed and you are for all tax purposes. You're paying your own Social Security and Medicare tax and saving for your own federal income tax. That means that you can deduct expenses that lower your taxable income just like a business owner does. So basically, in the IRS's eyes, if you are a freelancer, influencer, or content creator, then you're automatically a sole proprietorship. And that's how it will look on your tax return so that they can collect that Social Security and Medicare tax. So if you take anything away from this episode, remember that in the IRS's eyes, you are a business owner. So you should treat that income as business income, even though you might not consider yourself as a business owner when you're doing freelancing or influencing, you actually are in the IRS's eyes. Now, in the past, the IRS did allow W-2 employees to deduct their working expenses, and actually many people think that that rule still exists, but it doesn't. They think that they can still write off things like travel expenses, mileage, meals, things like that if they have W-2 wages, and that's just not true anymore. They took that rule away in 2018. 
The expense was called unreimbursed employee expenses. So you may have used that deduction in the past, but unfortunately now you just can't. So if you have a W-2, there's nothing you can do to decrease those wages, meaning lower your taxable income. Now, if you receive a 1099-NEC, you can deduct all of the things business owners can deduct. That includes advertising, supplies, car and truck expenses, cell phone, meals, travel, legal and accounting fees, so many qualified business expenses because the IRS considers a social media influencer or content creator or freelancer to be a sole proprietor. So what are you going to do if you receive a 1099 from freelancing, influencing, contracting? You're going to file that income as a business on your tax return. Doing so will allow you to deduct or write off any qualified expenses. Doing that reduces your income, which reduces your taxes, which who does not want to reduce taxes, right? So deductions are great. Deductions, good thing. Meaning if you have a $50,000 or $50,000 total in 1099 income and you have, let's say, $20,000 of total expenses, then you would take that 50 minus the 20 and it would give you only $30,000 that you're paying taxes on. Now, the IRS is just going to get that 1099 with the number. So if they receive the 1099 with $50,000 on it, they're automatically going to assume that you owe taxes on the $50,000 unless you file your tax return with expenses to offset that and lower your taxable income. So you definitely want to do that and not pay taxes on the full amount of the 1099. Because I can think of very few situations where we filed a tax return with a 1099 NEC and there weren't some expenses that the person had to incur to make that income. So you truly are spending the money. You just need to make sure to take the extra step and put those on your tax return so that you're not paying too much in taxes. So today I want to share some common tax deductions that you should be using if you're receiving 1099 NEC income. The very first one is a home office expense. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard of this expense, and this applies to so many people who are working from home now after COVID, and it's one that just many people forget about. If you have a dedicated office space in your home for your work, the IRS allows you to deduct home office expenses. Now, most influencers and freelancers do their work from home, right? So this is one tax deduction not to miss. The easiest way to claim this tax deduction is to let your CPA know the total square footage of your home and the square footage of your office space. That's the information they will need to calculate quickly what your tax deduction would be. The second deduction is business-related travel. So you can deduct all travel expenses related to business travel. That includes plane tickets, parking fees, car rentals, lodging, all that good stuff. If you have a meeting with a potential client or a brand and have expenses related to that meeting, those are deductible. Also, you need to track all business miles put on your personal vehicle during the year. 
the IRS gives a deduction of 62.5 cents per mile, which that changes from year to year, but that was for the second half of 2022. That means that you would get a $3,125 deduction if you have 5,000 business miles for the year. For that deduction, simply track the number of miles you put on your personal vehicle during the year for business use and give that number to your CPA when you file your tax return. We actually have an entire episode on auto expenses for your business. If you want more details on deducting mileage versus actual vehicle expenses, how depreciation works, and bonus depreciation, that is episode number eight. And for anyone who may qualify to deduct a vehicle as a 100% business vehicle, that's a really good episode to check out. Another big expense is cell phone expenses. Most people use their cell phone for work these days, especially if you are an influencer or a freelancer. This expense may be overlooked if it's something that you've been paying for personally for years. So you've had your cell phone since you were like a teenager. You might not think of it as a business expense because you would have it otherwise. However, the IRS does allow you to deduct the portion of your cell phone bill that you use for business. So if you use your cell phone 50% of the time for business, then you can deduct 50% of your cell phone bill even if you don't have a separate business cell phone. So make sure to remember that one. I think that's a deduction that pretty much everyone will have. Another very common deduction for a freelancer or influencer is meals. If you're a freelancer, contractor, influencer, etc., you can deduct meals with clients. Freelancing and influencing requires a lot of networking. If that networking is done over a meal or a coffee, that meal and that coffee is deductible. If you meet with clients or potential clients, the meal is also deductible. Any business-related food and beverages purchased from a restaurant are deductible. The last big one I want to discuss on this episode is supplies. As a business owner or contract laborer, supplies used to accomplish your job are tax deductible. If you're an influencer, this does include clothes, products, and makeup purchases. This also includes any technology purchases such as a laptop, software, camera, tripod, all of those things. So anything purchased to perform your job as an influencer or freelancer is deductible. Now, I imagine that if you're an influencer, you spend quite a lot of money on clothes and products to show your followers. So anything that you use to generate your income is deductible, and you certainly don't want to miss out on those deductions. These are just a few tax deductions that I mentioned in this episode that are available to freelancers, contractors, and influencers, but there are many more, such as advertising, like if you paid to run a social media ad, bank fees for a separate bank account you have for your 1099 work, accounting and tax return preparation fees. Now, this is also something that people don't think about, but If you do have a business on your tax return, that's 
usually the time when you want to start using CPA. So of course, your tax return preparation fees will increase. So make sure that you're writing off those fees on your business because the business is the reason for the tax return preparation fees. Also, if you use a lawyer to set things up like an LLC or partnership, those are tax deductible. Education and courses, office supplies, contract labor paid to maybe a virtual assistant or photographer, all of that is also deductible, and any other related niche expenses. So let's say you're an influencer who shares home projects. If you go to the store to purchase items for a specific project that you're doing, those are tax deductible. So there will be different niche expenses that I'm not listing here, but if it's something that you use to generate income, it is tax deductible. Most people also have website expenses and software fees like for Canva or Lightroom, Adobe, things like that. That's tax deductible. And any photography sessions for your business, all of those are also tax deductible. If you want to take advantage of these, you'll have to treat your freelancing or influencing like a business. So you should be tracking all of your income and expenses all year long so that you can cut down on the amount of taxes you'll pay by putting those expenses on your tax return. Now, I hope this episode gave you some information that you didn't know before and helped you understand just a little bit better how taxes work if you're an influencer or a contractor or a content creator, because there are a lot of changes. So make sure to remember that the IRS treats you like a business, so you should be treating that income like business income also. And the goal of this podcast is to provide information in an easy to understand way. So we don't go into all of the nitty gritty here. Here we want to offer a very easy to understand and quick episode so that you can really get the whole picture and start trying to understand how taxes work for your tax situation. If you love this episode or learned something in this episode, we would really appreciate if you shared it with a family member or friend. That helps us grow and get the podcast seen by people who need it and would love it. And if you have a topic you'd love us to cover on another episode, please shoot us a DM on Instagram. You can find us at what your CPA wants you to know on Instagram. And we love hearing ideas from everyone on what we should cover next. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to what your CPA wants you to know podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.